Whoa! Yo, what up? It's your boy Addison, man. We are live once again from the From the Jump Studios. It's another episode of From the Jump. We are back. What's up, man? Live on the West Side Wednesday, aka West Coast Wednesday. If you live on the West Side, you know what I'm talking about. California, Arizona, Nevada. You know what West Side Wednesday is. West Coast Wednesday on the radio. They play all the West Coast jams. Old school, new school. You already know what's going on. We got a lot to get into. Heavy football show today. We got to start off the gate talking about Earl Thomas. Now, reports are coming out of Seattle that Earl Thomas will not report to the start of the Seattle Seahawks training camp, which is set which was set to start today as a continual push for a new contract extension. Now, ultimately, Earl Thomas, for the past, I think, year, has been saying he's been wanting out of Seattle. This right here is one of the most tragic stories I think I have ever seen in when it comes to sports. A dynasty that was supposed to be right before our eyes, really just tarnished right before our eyes. Arguably better than that Ravens defense. Arguably better than that Denver Broncos defense that we've seen a couple years back. Now, Earl Thomas and Bobby Wagner are the only two players from that defense left on the team. (laughs) If we're being quite honest, the Seattle Seahawks have not been the same this past offseason. Look at all the moves that have happened. They cut Richard Sherman, which he ends up signing with the 49ers, uh, the division rival. Michael Bennett, who ends up going to the NFC East. Sheldon Richardson ends up signing with the Vikings. Cliff Avril was released. Not to mention Cam Chancellor is retiring. And now Earl Thomas wants out of Seattle. Hell, he went up to Sean Garrett. He went up to Jason Garrett after the Seahawks and Cowboys game last year, asking the man to come get him, asking him to be traded, asking for the Cowboys to trade for Earl Thomas, a guy who went to Texas, born and raised. You don't think he wants to put on that star for the America's team? You're damn right he does. Since they lost that Super Bowl in 2014 against the Patriots, the infamous Marshawn Lynch one-yard debacle where Russell Wilson decides that instead of running the ball, instead of just handing it off to Marshawn Lynch, touchdown, game over, Seahawks win back-to-back. Now we're talking about Seattle being one of the best dynasties in football to Russell Wilson throwing the pass, Malcolm Butler intercepting it. Their dynasty's over in that immediate moment. They came back the next year in 2015 against the Panthers. And lost in the divisional round. Of course, Cam Newton had the MVP dab season. And then in 2016, against the Falcons, they just got blitzed by the hottest team in football. And in 2017, they didn't even make the playoffs. At some point, Seattle has to make changes. And you're seeing it. Their defense has changed dramatically. Now, I feel like this. Seattle, if you are not going to extend Earl Thomas's contract, then release him and or trade him. Because keeping him on the roster at this point is only going to do the Seahawks harm. He's set to sit out and I'm guaranteed he's probably not going to play for the Seahawks this season. If in fact he is not traded prior to the season starting, I do not see him putting on the Seahawks helmet, playing with that new defense, but ultimately playing without an extension. I don't see that happening for Earl Thomas. Reports came out today that the Cleveland Browns are reportedly interested in acquiring Des Bryant off of the free agent wire. This news ultimately comes after Josh Gordon will be stepping away from the team as a part of his rehabilitation, reinstatement back into the NFL, if you you will. General Manager John Dorsey said, speaking to the media today. Now, of course, John Dorsey said, I've had the chance to be around Dez. I've known Dez. I've gotten a chance. When he was down there at Lufkin, Texas, I saw him work out, and I got to meet him. 
And I know the kind of person he is, and he's a very talented player. Now, if the Browns ultimately were to add Des Bryant here, I don't see this potentially making them a Super Bowl contender, or I don't see this making them any worse. But I also think this actually could help their offense tremendously. Because I think what you have now is, with Josh Gordon, you have an unknown factor. Yes, Josh Gordon was good a couple years back, but going forward, what do we really know about Josh Gordon? How good is Josh Gordon really going to be? We don't know that. What we seen from Des Bryant last year in 2017 was a guy who caught 69 passes for 838 yards and six touchdowns, which screams to me number two receiver all day long. And if I'm Des Bryant coming into a situation where they got two new quarterbacks and Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor, they added a Pro Bowl receiver and Jarvis Landry, you got Carlos Hyde, you drafted Nick Chubb, this offense is going to be loaded. If the offensive line can hold up, the offense is going to be loaded. But the real question that everybody wants to know is, is, is everybody going to be able to eat? Is Jarvis Landry going to still be able to catch 70 to 80 balls every year? Is Corey Coleman going to be able to do what he do? He kind of had an injury riddle rookie season. Is Josh Gordon going to be able to come back and ultimately have that impact like we think that he's going to have? Because if he can have that impact like we saw two years ago, the Hall of Fame impact with bum quarterbacks Brian Hoyer and Josh McCowan, the Browns' offense could be very scary. Mismatches all across the field. Because who you going to double? Who you going to guard? Is the real question. Before we send it to break, real quick MLB update. Boston Red Sox are leading the Baltimore Orioles 5-0. That game is right now being delayed on ESPN. The Texas Rangers are leading the Oakland A's 3-1, top of the fourth. The Colorado Rockies are on top of the Astros right now. 1-0, bottom of the third. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays defeated the Yankees today 3-2. The Phillies Spank the Dodgers today, 7-3. Now, up next on From the Jump, we'll discuss Carmelo Anthony's trade being official. We'll talk Jerry Jones' comments about the players standing up for the national anthem. And Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green passed their physicals today for the Toronto Raptors. What does this mean? Listen up. It's From the Jump. Where am I? Why do I feel so dry? Product placement in my dream? They've gone too far. Maybe I haven't gone far enough. You made that? Jackie's on the field. Well, not gonna lie, it's uh, kind of lonely out here. Let's mix it up. Oh, hey, it's the fam. Bring it in. Uncle Jim, Aunt Carrie, Grandma Jill. It's been too long. If it's mixed up, Lunchables with 100% juice is there. Coming back live from the beautiful From the Jump studios. Follow your boy on Twitter at From the Jump, man. I'll follow everybody back. What's up with y'all? What y'all cook for dinner tonight? What's good? I'm on my way right now. I ain't ate none. I'm, I'm on my way. I'm recording the show right now as we speak. So once the show is over, I'm pulling up. I need my plate already made. And I need a cup of juice as well. I don't drink no soda. I need juice. But now, free agent Vince Carter has agreed to a one-year deal to sign with the Atlanta Hawks. Yes, 41-year-old Vince Carter has signed a one-year deal with the Atlanta Hawks, which is only going to better the Hawks locker room. You know, they have a young team drafting Trey Young, point guard of the future, Lloyd Pierce, albeit being a new coach. A lot of new faces for the Atlanta Hawks. Having a guy like Vince Carter in the locker room able to stabilize that, I think will be good for the Atlanta Hawks. Also, the three-team trade that is going to allow Carmelo Anthony to go from the Thunder to the Atlanta Hawks was made official today. Now, in that trade, Carmelo Anthony, Justin Anderson, 2022 lottery first-round protected pick 
was sent to the Atlanta Hawks in exchange for Dennis Schroeder and Timothy Lua Carbro. In exchange, also Mike Muscala from the Atlanta Hawks went to the 76ers. Now the Hawks at this point will have between the next 24 to 48 hours to wave Carmelo Anthony, which will make him a free agent. And ultimately he'll sign with the Houston Rockets. We all know at this point, this was the inevitable. This was the plan all along. I think him going to Houston, I think it's good for his career. I think it's good for his legacy. And ultimately is going to give him the best chance to compete for a championship. Carmelo Anthony averaged 16 points and five rebounds last year. He shot a career low 35% from three last season. So a season in which Carmelo Anthony is really ready to forget. Going to Houston almost kind of seems like LeBron going to LA in a sense, right? Going to Houston means all the shots that you want. You get to shoot all the threes you want. And you don't even really get to have to play defense because you're going to have a lot of other guys that can play defense that are going to be able to hide that. But now, however, the caveat to this whole situation is going to be, are Chris Paul, James Harden, and Carmelo Anthony and the rest of those guys going to be able to mesh? Is Mike D'Antoni going to be able to coach and get this team back to 60 wins? Because what happens is from this point going forward, you had your best season as a franchise this year and lost in the Western Conference Finals in seven games to the Golden State Warriors. Anything short of that, you took a step backwards. Losing in the second round next season is a step backwards. Losing in the conference semis is a step backwards. Getting swept in the conference finals is a step backwards. So anything going forward for this Houston Rockets team other than the NBA championship and or birth to the NBA finals is a step backwards. But now adding Carmelo Anthony is going to help their three-point shooting. It's going to take a dip defensively and overall, to give them a different look against that Golden State Warriors team. That's what it's ultimately about. And that's what Daryl Morey has been obsessed with for the past three, four seasons since Golden State has taken his reign as the NBA's best team, is how can we figure out a way to knock off this Golden State Warriors team? And he's doing that right now by ultimately getting Carmelo Anthony. Calling all creators. Those with the need. To make something new. Who are obsessed with progress. Creativity is everything in today's game. It's about making a statement. I think what we're all trying to do is leave a mark so the game will never be the same. The game will ne never be the same. We're all creators. Related by a mindset. That's our job, to continue to try to enlighten while we inspire. I've been taking the example of it, but now I have to create for myself. <laughs> it's not about borders. Gender. A race. I ain't trying to stay in my lane. I'm trying to strike while the iron hot. <laughs> it's all intertwined. Fashion inspires music. Music, art, design, and sport together. Come on, Hopkins. You know you listening to Push Your Teeth before you hit the field. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers, maybe you should. <laughs> Join us. Join us. Pull up a chair. Let's change sport. Let's change lives. Let's create. Let's create. Now on today's wrap-up, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones spoke to news reporters at the start of the training camp today in which he reiterated his support for all things red, white, and blue while also helping create the policy back in March that mandates players to stand up. Take a listen to what Jerry Jones had to say. Well, I obviously wouldn't dare speak for uh, any of the other owners, much less in general about 31 other owners. but. Uh, as far as the uh, Dallas Cowboys are concerned, you know where I stand. Our team knows where I stand on the issue. Now, Jerry Jones being very clear and very open has publicly said that the players have been told prior to that all Cowboys players will be on the field 
And for that national anthem, we'll be standing at attention. There will not be a single person on the Cowboys that will be kneeling. Jerry Jones has made that very, very clear. He says that our policy is that you stand at the anthem, toe on the line, at attention, hand over heart, is what Jerry Jones said. Now, of course, the owners passed an agreement back in March that requires all players and personnel on the sidelines of an NFL game before to stand at attention and be respectful during the playing of the national anthem. And of course, anybody that does not want to participate is asked to stay inside of the locker room. Now, is Jerry Jones wrong for making these comments? Nope. You want to know why? Because Jerry Jones owns a percentage of the NFL. Now, albeit that the Cowboys are America's team, are coming in at $4.8 billion, which is 14% of the NFL. You know who the next team is coming in right after that? It's New England Patriots at $3.7 billion. So kind of close, but eh, not really. And at 9% of the NFL. So you best to believe that all Cowboys players will be standing at attention for the national anthem. Now the NFL and Donald Trump have been going back and forth as well. And Donald Trump's tweet doesn't help it at all. Donald Trump said, the NFL national anthem debate is alive and well again. And I can't believe it. Isn't it in the contract of the players that they must stand at attention, hand over the heart. Now the $40 million commissioner must take a stand. First time kneeling, out for the game. Second time kneeling, out for the season, no pay. Now all Donald Trump is doing right here is just stirring up the pot with this tweet. He's bringing attention to a topic that most people want to talk about, that most people like to talk about, and that is the national anthem. People can say all that they want to, that we don't want to hear that in their sports, but in reality, you do. You can't escape it. Everywhere you go, you're hearing about Donald Trump. Whether or not it's on ESPN, CNN, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Instagram, Twitter, no matter where you go. So the, the whole debate about sports and politics will not go anywhere. But now in this NFL anthem, the NFL is going to have to make a decision here. They're going to have to make a decision. And most importantly, now more than ever, so are the players. The players at this given moment are going to have to take a stand. And or at this moment, take a kneel. Because we cannot have NFL owners coming out publicly saying, you have to stand at attention for the national anthem. Otherwise, stay inside of the locker room. Pretty much telling you that your issues, the things in which you're kneeling for, do not mean anything. So at this point, the players have to take a stand. The players are going to have to say, well, we ain't going to sit. We ain't going to play a couple games until y'all fix this anthem policy. Because this ain't right. We're the ones fueling this league. We're the ones driving this league. We're the ones that put our lives on the line Sunday in and Sunday out. And for one simple cause during one moment during the game is causing this much uproar. Let's me know that our priorities are really out of whack as Americans. But now my real question is, how do the Cowboys players feel about this? How does Dak feel about this? How does Zeke feel about this? How do those guys feel about their owner pretty much making them stand at attention maybe they don't have a problem with it i don't know but that's a question for them to answer but at this given moment the players in the nfl at this time period after seeing what happened with colin kaepernick are now being charged with the obligation that a lot of them didn't want to they're going to pretty much going to have to choose my job or my morals and what i believe in and what i stand for is what it's ultimately going to come down to Streaming live from the beautiful From the Jump Studios. Follow your boy on Twitter, man. I'll follow everybody back. Look, I don't mean to come off harsh here, 
But something got to be done. At some point, the NFL and the players, somebody going to have to take a stand. The NFL going to have to be firm and saying either you standing or you not playing. And the players saying either you going to hear me or we not playing. One of the two is going to have to give. Because this situation is going to get a lot worse before it really gets any better. But follow your boy on Twitter, man. I follow everybody back. It's your boy. We out.